So just like anybody who's been doing what they do for a really long time, and I've been doing what I do for, I don't know, I want to tell you, but it's been since I was 16 years old. That's when I started taking radio classes. So over the years, I've learned a lot And some of it spills over kind of into life and not just radio, and some spills over into relationships, and I don't know everything. There's a lot of things that I screw up really badly, but somebody asked me some advice not too long ago, and I knew that they were wasting their breath, and I'm going to tell you how I knew that coming up in a second on this week's podcast, Take a Shower, Show Up on Time. And don't steal anything. Welcome to the podcast. I appreciate you listening. And um, I want to start off by saying I don't get TikTok. I don't understand what it does. I know it used to, it's like Vine, but it's much more elaborate. I think I get it, but I don't know how people can put so much effort into making a TikTok video. And if you don't know what it is, it's it's like Vine. But what is Vine? Vine was like a, this thing is not there anymore that was like a six-second video. And it would repeat. And it was really funny or amazing or whatever. And now there's TikTok. And it looks so difficult to make. And I saw one that just kind of blew my mind because it was like music. And it was elaborate. And it was funny. And it was edited. And uh, so Steve is like, yeah, all the kids are doing TikTok. And I'm like, well, good. I'm glad the kids are doing it because that's one of those things I don't have to worry about. I am over the age where I have to worry about what a TikTok is. So thank God. But don't you start to wonder why it is that people that are older start to ignore certain technology? It's like, this is really cool. Grandpa, this is really cool. It's called a computer. Grandma, check this out. It's a smartphone. They're like, I don't want it. And you start to wonder... At least I do. It's like, am I missing out on something? Is this the first toppling domino in my progression to be that person who's like, I don't care about that technology. I don't want to know what TikTok is. I don't know. I don't think I'm missing out on much. Anyway, thanks for checking out the podcast this week. So I get asked for advice once in a while. And I think anybody, if you've been doing what you've been doing for a while with some measure of success, Uh, People want advice, and we talked a couple of weeks ago about how Fallon and uh, Lena, who's filling in for Fallon, get asked for people, hey, can I pick your brain? Can I buy you a cup of coffee? And we talked about that probably a month ago, and we even responded to some emails from people who say, I also get asked, can I pick your brain? So I ran across something, and I wanted to pass this along to you because it might be something that you've been guilty of or maybe something that I've been guilty of. So it wasn't that long ago. Somebody said, Dave, I need your advice. I'm dealing with something in my business and I need some advice. And can we set aside some time? And I like this person a lot. So I said, well, yeah, sure. We'll set aside some time and we'll talk. And without going into a whole lot of detail, because I don't know if this person listens to the podcast, and I certainly don't want to embarrass them. And you notice I didn't say him or her. They would not stop talking and start to listen to the advice. They went on and on, and I'm not kidding, probably 45 minutes they went on about their situation, and I could tell they didn't really want advice. That's okay. They wanted somebody to vent to, and you know what? Sometimes that's all we need. We don't really want necessarily advice. We want a solution, right? But sometimes we just want somebody to vent 
too. And I think that's what this person wanted. You know what? Like I said, I like them a lot. Um, they've gone through some things that are kind of just like, nah, that sucks. Nothing earth shattering. But I think that what you and I need sometimes is just to vent. Do you know, you've heard this before, that men are hardwired to want to solve problems and women sometimes just want to tell their partner, if he hap- if they happen to be a man, they want to tell their partner why this sucks, why their mom pisses them off, why their boss is such a jerk. And the man will be thinking, the wheels will be turning in his man head, and he'll try to come up with a solution. And sometimes, I think we men have to remember, sometimes people just want to vent. And sometimes that person could be a man or a woman anyway. But if they don't want to vent, if you're that person who really wants advice and you're having lunch with somebody and you've got this person and you've got their ear and whatever, shut the blank up and let them respond. Because if you don't let them respond, they're going to be frustrated and you're not going to really learn anything. So I thought that was really an interesting kind of a thing that this person went on and on. Okay, some things to talk about this week. This came up in the last couple of days, and I forget how it came up, but once in a while I come up with an idea for the podcast, and I go, I don't know how it came up, but I want to talk to you about it. Why is it that in our society and in our country, which is now 250 years old, why is it in our society that things have not gotten better in certain areas. For example, why are people more rude now than they were even a generation ago? Why are people in movie theaters loud and talk and are rude and more inconsiderate? Why do people swear loudly in front of adults or in front of strangers? Because it doesn't make to me, because you would think that as a society grows and progresses, things would get better. You would think that poverty would get better over time and crime rates would drop over time. And I don't know what the answer is. I don't. And I'm not asking you to come up with an answer either. But if you do have the answer, (laughs) send me an email to DaveRyan at KWB.com. But I was talking with somebody a couple of days ago, and it came up, why are we more rude and selfish and arrogant than we were 20 or 30 years ago. And this friend I was talking to said, I'll bet it's because of social media. And I said, maybe, but that only accounts for really social media has only been mainstream the last 10 years or so. I think I got on Twitter in 2009, something like that. So, And then MySpace, if I remember right, and I was not a big MySpace person, but that was always very civil. It was more about music and like, what are you doing? It wasn't about bashing people. So I don't think that we become less civil because of of, uh, social media. And it's not even about civility. It's about crime. And it's about responsibility. And, And I wonder, and even things like alcoholism or drug abuse and things like that, I wonder if the answer is there's less shame in being flawed now, for better or for worse. So, for example, think about this. If you, uh, maybe the birth rate, maybe the, the un, let's, let's tackle this one. The unwed mother birth rate is probably astronomical now. I don't know what it is, and that's not even the point. But it's because there's less shame in it now. Whereas when I was a kid, 
when I got my girlfriend Cricket pregnant, there was a lot of shame in it. I mean, I was really, I love Beth, and don't get me wrong, but I was ashamed that I had let my family and my dad and my mom down in that they were embarrassed that their son had a kid and they weren't married. When my sister had a kid back in the 60s, and she was probably 19 or 20, um, there was so much shame that she went to an unwed mother's home. And because you just didn't go have a baby without being married back then. So now there's no shame in it. So is it that maybe, and you think about this, back when I was a kid, I think I had a sister that was on welfare. My sisters were a lot older than me. My oldest sister is 18 years older than me. The second one is 15 years older than me. I remember the one that was 15 years older than me was on welfare, if I remember right, for a short time. And it was shameful. And and by that, I mean she was embarrassed and she wanted to get off of it. And she was only on it for a short time. So uh, there was a shame attached to what was then perceived as a negative behavior. Now, if somebody's on welfare, well, depending on their circumstances, it's nothing to be ashamed of. If you're abusing welfare or you, re, you know, like you, you just will not get a job because you would rather not, that's a different thing. I hope I'm making sense here. So, and 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 anything like um, the uh, drug abuse, you know, w- when I was a kid. Uh, People my age didn't do drugs. When I say kid, I mean like 20, 22 years old. Some people did cocaine, but you didn't do drugs. You didn't do other drugs. And if you did, you were a loser and and you were shamed. If you were in public and you decided to be rude and talk really loud or swear in front of strangers, somebody would call you out on it. So is is the answer that there's no shame in it now? Is the answer that Whereas somebody who's got a criminal record now is not seen as shameful. They're seen as some sort of maybe a noble victim of their circumstances. Well, yes, Shelley's had a lot of shoplifting arrests and Shelley's had a lot of drug uh, arrests. And yes, Shelley was abusive to her kids. And yes, she got arrested for that. But Shelley has had a really hard life. So now maybe we make excuses for bad behavior. Listen, I'm just getting a little bit philosophical because sometimes we do that. And I don't know what the answer is, but maybe you do. Do you agree that it's because our society needs to have some sort? It's not that we need to and not that it's desirable, but maybe it's necessary that there's a little bit of shame in a functioning society. Because if there's not, then you can beat your dog and steal and you can drink and drive because we need a little bit of shame in there. It's just maybe shame is an ingredient for a functioning society. Your thoughts? <laughs> I don't know. I just found it really interesting that, you know, you could look at our society from 50 years ago and there's a lot of things that are worse that are not better. And I was just curious why. All right. So I was out for a walk tonight and I'm listening to Malcolm Gladwell. Malcolm Gladwell is so good. Last week, I, I talked about his book, Talking to Strangers, and how the theme of his book, Talking to Strangers, is that we default to the truth. So when we meet a stranger, we think that what we're seeing is their absolute truth, or what they tell us is their absolute truth. And he uses the example that when 
like Amanda Knox, the woman who was accused of killing her roommate in Italy, um, she didn't act the way a murderer was supposed to, a, a guilty, or she didn't act the way a mourning friend should have acted. She acted somewhat silly and funny. And so they said, she's guilty because that is the truth that I see from her. When you meet a stranger or, and they, uh, and they say, Hey, I'm, you know, I want to like, I don't know, a car salesperson. And they say, this is a great car and you believe them and you give them the, your money, even though it might not be a great Our truth is our default. That's his point. And it's a fascinating book talking to strangers this week. I'm reading David and Goliath and he's talking about how sometimes you win in circumstances where you wouldn't expect to win. And he uses the whole David and Goliath analogy, and it's really fascinating, and then only about an hour into the audiobook. But one of the things that kind of like was drawn out of this and kind of through what he said and through things that I've thought of is there are people who are successful and there are people who are maybe still working on that. But I thought, what are the three, and he, I think he threw out a couple of them, but I'm th- I was thinking, what are the three key ingredients to success? And I, I didn't mean to come up with three, but I think he mentioned effort and ability. And then I threw in attitude. So let's talk about that for a second. Effort and ability and attitude. So if you know somebody who's successful, they have effort and probably one of the other ones, ability and attitude. Some people have one or two. Some people have none. Some people have all three. I don't know where you are in this spectrum, but if you have effort, ability, and a good attitude, you're probably pretty successful. That means you put in a lot of hard work. You're good at whatever it is you're doing, whether it's playing tennis or you know programming computers or whatever it is you do, writing software, teaching. And if you have a great attitude, now you've got the triple threat. But don't you know someone, I know I do, who has one but not the other two. They might have great ability, but they have a shitty attitude and they put in very little effort. I've known tons of radio people that are that way. Radio pe- radio seems to draw people that are creative and might have the ability, but they have a really shitty attitude. Oh God, I wish I could name names, but I never, I never can. Maybe get me drunk sometime and I'll name names. Uh, and then the people who have the attitude, but they don't put in the effort. It's rare to have somebody who has the ability and the attitude but won't put in the effort. But I guess that's true. Would that be somebody who's always fun to be around and they're really talented, but they're kind of lazy? You know what? Now that I think about it, I knew somebody who liked that. Liked that. And they, they used to work on our show. They had the ability because they were very funny and talented and they had a great attitude. They were always fun to be around, but they were lazy. And so they never really did extremely well while they worked for us. Uh, But I've also known somebody who's had just a great attitude without effort and without ability. Anyway, what do you think? I thought that was really something there. And, and, And of course, we all like to think that we have all three. As I'm sitting here, I like to think, well, I work really hard. Here it is Sunday night, and I could be watching Football Night in America or playing with my Oculus Go, my VR headset, which I never get to play with or playing my ukulele or doing something, but here I am doing the podcast. So there's effort. I've been working on the show all day. There's ability. I mean, I think that I have certain a certain aptitude for doing the morning show. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. And an attitude. 
hey, listen, I'll be real honest with you. Maybe you don't know this about me. I'm friendly and I'm outgoing, but I'm not always the easiest person to be around. And by that, I mean, I'm a, I'm, I expect a lot of, of people. And sometimes I, I err toward the side of being a little bit more serious when I should be a little bit more forgiving. I've worked with people who they don't like that I am pretty demanding about the quality of the work and things like that. So I'm not always the easiest person to work with. And I'm not going to say I'm hard to work with, but I think if you're a hard worker, you and I will get along just fine. But there have been a couple of cases where it's like maybe somebody doesn't feel good or maybe somebody's had a bad day and I forget that I need to take that into consideration when I'm hard on them. I'll give you an example. And I've never told this story before. Um, Fallon lives in a questionable, sketchy neighborhood. Years ago, five years or so, or go, uh, five years or so ago, she called in and she said she was not coming to work that day, or she was going to be very late. Why? Because her her garage got broken into. Her garage got broken into. The police were there. She was upset. It was a very scary time. Um, uh, I think they heard the noises. They saw the kids running with their bikes or whatever, and uh, and she was very upset. And she said, I'm not coming in today. And I said, no, you need to come in. What do you think about that? She was upset, and eventually she did come in. She was not happy about coming in that day. And if you ever ask her about it, I'm sure she remembers that day. And this is the great thing about the podcast. I will tell you things on this podcast you'll never hear on the radio show. So she came in that day, and she was mad at me for making her come in. Because in my mind... Okay, yeah, your garage was broken into. Everything's okay. It's not a dangerous threat anymore. Yeah, it's upsetting and it sucks. Get to work because we have a job to do. Where would you come down on that side? Would you come down more on my side and say, yes, that is behind you. Come into work. You have an obligation to your employer. Or would you say, I'm sorry, you've had a really awful, traumatic, scary morning, you take as long as you want. I think that now, five years later, I would say you take as long as you want. I think I would, because I think back then I made a mistake, and Steve gave me a lot of shit. He's like, you need to apologize to her. And I'm like, why? And he said, because you made her come in. She didn't want to come in. She's very upset. And I probably said something like, wow, she needed to come in. So I think that if that was a mistake, and again, what is this book and this podcast all about? It's about learning from mistakes. I would like to know what you think. Would you have given Fallon the morning off? Or would you have said, sorry, you need to get into work? What do you think? All right, there's a couple of more things that I want to talk about on the podcast. Actually, just one more. And this is just this is kind of like a random one. But I will pass this along to you because there's probably something that we can get out of this. Um, I was at the Chain Smokers Five Seconds of Summer pre-party last night, and uh, we were at the XL Energy. When I say we, I say we a lot of the time when I mean me. And uh, um, oh, I got to write a note here. One second, hold on. Okay, write a note for something else. I got to talk about. So I'm at the pre-party and I'm meeting people who listen to our show, and. It was really interesting because I can talk to just about anybody. I can talk to old people, young people. I can talk to rich people, poor people, gorgeous people. 
I can talk to average people. I can talk to really butt ugly people too. <laughs> I'm kidding. But I had an encounter with somebody who was very beautiful that had no comfort level talking to someone who didn't seem to be able to do something for her. And what I mean by that was I'm an older guy. She wasn't interested in me as a friend or um, uh, any kind of like part of her life. And she was trying her best. I think she was standing there with her friend and she was trying her best to be friendly. But I could tell that because I didn't have something transactionally that she wanted, she wasn't going to make a lot of effort. Does that make sense? And I'm not saying women are the only ones guilty of this. I think guys are very guilty of this, probably even more so guilty. Because I think some people look at somebody and they say, well, you can't do anything for me. You have nothing that I want. I find it difficult to be engaging with you. And I, it was really awkward because I would say something and you know try to be funny or charming or whatever. And again, I know when to back off. I never dominate, like keep anybody in a conversation longer than I think that they want to be in it, I hope. But she was like, had trouble with the eye contact and she had trouble with making it feel like, hey, we're just having a pleasant little social exchange. But because I didn't have something that this person wanted, I think they found it difficult to interact with me. Have you ever run into that before? I kind of have once in a while. I used to work with somebody who, once they got what they wanted from me, they had no reason to be nice to me anymore. And I'll never forget that because it was like flipping a switch. Once they got what they wanted, they had no reason to be nice anymore. Okay, last thing. Weather Girl Jenny was doing something last night. <clears throat> she was doing an event, a charity event of some sort. And she said um, she felt stupid because she kept addressing the crowd as like, hey, you guys, you know, dinner will be ready in a few minutes. And hey, you guys, the silent auction is over here. And thanks, you guys, for coming. And she said she noticed there were some transgender people there. And and she said, I felt so stupid calling everybody guys. And it's funny because I just read an article about this one. Do you know that the reason we say guys is it's kind of a long storied um story about why we say guys. And I won't go into the whole thing here, but back 100, 200, 300 years ago, when we would address a plural group of people that we now call you guys, hey, you guys, the silent auctions over there, we would say thee or thou and you. For, for example, we would say, um, I want to let thou know dinner will be ready at seven. I want to let ye know that dinner will be ready at seven. In the South, they say you all or y'all. But we don't, if we say you, if we say, hey, I want to let you know dinner will be ready at seven, that's an individual sometimes. So it can be either one, but we say you guys, and guys is still correct, even though we think of guys as men. But it's still correct to say, because we don't have anything else that replaces it except guys. You people... You folks, I guess you could do that, but it was just really interesting to say to to learn that um, that we now say you guys instead of thou and ye. All right, next week on the podcast, um, I have a confession to make. 
I'm not going to do it now, but next week I'll tell you about what happens to some of the email that we get at KDWB that's difficult to answer. I'll tell you about that one. And also, Heartbreak, when, well, I'll just say it right there. Fallon's got her podcast called Heartbreak. I will tell you a heartbreak story that you might learn something out of because that's what the podcast is all about, hearing stories and learning something. So hope you learned something this week. I learned from you too, so send me an email too. Uh, Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. Love to get that. Also, follow us on Facebook. We don't get a lot of action on Facebook. I put something up there once a week or so, and I appreciate you going over there and clicking like or leaving a comment or something like that. It's um, Facebook, and then just search Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. And long before you type that whole thing out, it'll pop up, and then you just click on it, and boom, there you are. Uh, the book, that's what started it all. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. It's available everywhere. Books are sold. Barnes & Noble. It's also on Amazon and itaskabooks.com. Hey, listen, have a great week. I appreciate you. I really do. I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. And if you know somebody who listens to our morning show, and maybe they have an extra 30-second or 30-minute 30-second workout, 30-minute workout, they need a little something to get them through it, or they like to go for a walk, let them know, hey, check out Dave's podcast. Also, check out Steve's Murder Monday. Tina and Jenny. They do a great podcast called Too Lame for Radio, which is basically two friends bickering, and they're too, they're so different that it's so fun to hear them. That's called Too Lame for Radio. And then Fallon's, of course, is called Heartbroken. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week on Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything.